Lord, Matthew 26, the word of the Lord is a sword, the Bible says, of the Spirit. We want to get it in our hearts. We want to get it in. We want to be able to hold it in our minds and think on it, the Bible says, and and uh, that there would be a lot of success in our lives living for God. Amen. Appreciate my brothers and sisters, like I said earlier, praying for me. Appreciate the kindness and the, the unity in this church. We need it right now. I'm telling you what. The devil's going to fight us. The devil gets angry. Amen. And I'm telling you what, he's doing it. Praise God. You're up against it. I'm up against it. But like brother said, we got each other's back and the Lord is going to help us just continue moving forward. But I'm asking you keep on praying for me. Lord, help me guide me in wisdom and, and his direction in these last days. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. God, thank you for Lord. Men and women that are hungry for more of you, Lord, we love you. We ask you, please, God, to just plant your word into our hearts and into our minds. God, the enemy can find no place, God, to to weaken us, to divide us, God, but that you, Lord, would just fill us up. God, in Jesus' name, we ask you to anoint your word tonight and anoint every heart. Give us ears to hear what your spirit would say. Again, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Matthew 26. A lot of things, uh, a lot of things we need to teach. Praise God. Appreciate folks coming regularly as much as possible because the Bible talks about being, uh, the King James word is throughly, we might say thoroughly furnished. Uh, there's a lot of different things we need to deal with. We need new birth. We need doctrine. Uh, sometimes we need encouragement. Praise God. Sometimes we need correction. And uh, But we have, for a little while, been taking Wednesday night. Sometimes we have the whiteboard out, but we've been talking about just dealing with other people. And how many know there's a lot in the Bible about it? Praise God. Loving people like Jesus loved us, well, it ain't easy is what we've been saying. But uh, the Bible will help us. And uh, there's some things I believe we can, as good as uh, the Lord has blessed us and helped us, we, you know, uh, we still need a good teaching of the Word of God. Amen. So if you have it, Matthew 26, verse 38. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. He's saying, just wait and stay awake with me for a little while. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. God bless you. You can be seated. Well, we could teach and preach not just tonight, but several nights in a row about what Jesus did for us and these events of how in his flesh, in his humanity, as he was fully God and fully man, that he would come and die for our sins. And uh, we cannot say enough about 
how the Lord took our sins and took our the weight and the guilt and the, the penalty of our sins and died with them that we could be forgiven. Amen. But uh, also in these few verses, we see some things here that we can relate to. How many understand that Jesus is our example? That there's a lot of times I've got to examine my life and, and I've got to compare it, not to you. Right. We don't compare ourselves to one another and say, oh, it's not fair. You know, they're, they're, they're not as good as I am. Don't be like that. Right. They don't care as much as I care. They're not as holy as I am. Don't be a Pharisee. Right. Or don't go the other way and say, oh, I'll never be as good as them. And I, I'm not as important as them. No, the Bible says we don't compare ourselves to one another. Right. It's not wise. Right. But, uh, but if you want to compare yourself to someone, I know I've said it many times, it's good to compare yourself to yourself. Right. You ought to be doing better than you were. You ought to be able to look at who you were and say, that's not me anymore. And if that old nature, that flesh is what the Bible calls it, tries to creep up on you, you say, uh, like we read in Romans 6, that's dead. I reckon indeed that myself to be dead under that old life. I buried it. Amen. But really, more than anything, we compare ourselves to Jesus. We got to look at ourselves and say, hey. I've got to look in the mirror. I've got to look in the mirror of the Word of God. I've got to look to Jesus. And you say, oh, we'll, we'll never be like Jesus. We need to be heading that direction. Right. Amen. Yeah. Say, so, well, I know somebody who does that. That doesn't mean it's right for you. That's right. Oh, I, I know people that do this, and I, that doesn't mean it's right for you. Right. You've got to be honest with yourself. We're not trying to, to just be maybe improved. We're, we want to be like him. Say, oh, I'll never be that way. With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. There's some things God wants to clean out of your life. There's some things God wants. Listen now, he's not going to take something good out of your life. But if he takes something, he's going to put something better in it. But what we have to do is be honest with ourselves and look to Jesus. And you know, he wouldn't say it, you ought to say it. If he don't like it, you shouldn't like it. Oh, but wait a minute now. There is this battle that's going on, and we're going to talk about temptation, and we're going to talk about that battle of our will, what we want. See, Jesus, we see in these verses, in his humanity, he, he prays, and he's looking at not only the, the death and the suffering, the, the awful, awful cross that was in front of him, but it was also the, the weight of our sins that would be placed upon him. He who knew no sin, now he's going to feel my guilt and the shame that of every, every evil deed that I did. He's going to bear that to the cross. And there is a prayer that is prayed that we need, we need to learn from that sometimes there is a struggle between our will and the will of God. What I want and what God wants. And we have to be able, no matter how we feel... No matter how much we want, we got to make a decision and be able to say, not what I want, but what you want. Let that be done. And that can be a battle. Amen. How many times is, is some of you that, that, that have things to do or you got to work and you say, I, I want to stay in bed. <laughs> Nevertheless, not what I want. You know, as 
responsible adults, you make decisions based on what, what is needful rather than everything you want. Right. You know, uh, well, praise the Lord. But uh, in God's, in our walk with God, we've got to look at things and be honest with ourselves and be able to say, you know what, my wants, my wishes, my desires, my heart, my feelings, my emotions, sometimes they're not wise. I'm not, I'm not putting you down in any way, but sometimes our feelings can be rather stupid. They can pull us into things that are unhealthy or unwise. Amen. We can take us in directions that are not what's best for us. But we want it. But we feel like we have to do it. And we got to learn that being washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, filled with his spirit, we have the power to override all those feelings and say, I'm going to do what's right. And you know what? You'll be better off when you do God's will. You'll be better off when you say no. Jesus said, take up your cross, deny yourself. That's one of the toughest things you'll ever read in your Bibles. Because in a day like today, everybody likes to do what they want to do. And it's, it's about serving me and what I want. And, and there's all kind of options now of everything that can make you happy. But when you got to deny yourself, take up a cross. Now, I want to tell you about your cross. You, you might not like it now, but there's a resurrection day. There's a powerful day coming. There's glory coming. But you've got to first walk in, in a way that uh, your feelings are telling you no. Amen. We're all, we've all kind of got different temperaments. We've all got different battles we're fighting in some ways. It's all our will versus God's will. You know, uh, I, I, uh, most of you know, I've got some bird feeders out there. I like my birds. And we, uh, throughout the day, we look out our windows and call out what kind of birds we're seeing. And and we enjoy that. And, uh, and, um, several years back, I was watching a bird in our yard and uh you know it's just kind of hopping around i don't know if it was on the ground i think it was on the ground could have been on a limb but just kind of hopping around and looking at stuff and grabbing stuff and with its beak and and you know the more i watched that thing the more it just looked like this uh just really neat really smart little thing with no arms <laughs> poor thing looked handicapped it would it had to do everything with its beak and I'm sitting there looking at it, kind of pecking at things and checking things out and, and picking things up. And, and, and I started to kind of feel sorry for the thing. All it's got is that beak to deal with things, you know. And I've got two arms and, 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 and ten fingers. And I thought, what that thing could be doing if it had arms and fingers and hands like I do? And then it flew. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, you got that. You know, I'm feeling sorry for the thing, thinking, you know what, I could do all that, and I wouldn't have to just peck around with, you know, just kind of with my nose kind of thing. I felt sorry for the thing, and then it flew away. I was like, yeah, okay, you got me on that one. <laughs> the, uh, the apparent weakness that it had was actually its strength. What looked like a disability for a while was actually its gift. The fact, I don't think that bird, if it could have an intelligent conversation with me, would feel sorry for itself. Yeah, I'm so sorry I don't have hands like you, ground boy. (laughs) While I'm flying up there in the air and you're watching me, you know, feel sorry for me. 
Yeah, but can I tell you something about how God made each one of us? A lot of times the devil likes to beat us up and, and come down on us and make us feel bad about ourselves and all these weaknesses we have. But what I've seen dealing with people is a lot of times what they're perceiving as weakness is, uh, is actually a strength that God's given them. They just don't know how to use it properly. God gifts people. Some of you that your, uh, your, uh, your tongue has gotten you in more trouble than anything because of being so quick to say something and slow to speak. But, you know, you get the Holy Ghost to get a hold of you. You can use that, those words and that tongue to glorify God and with a boldness that maybe some other folks don't have. Amen. Some of you with a temper to, to get hot and, and, and fly off the handle. Hey, that's not the will of God, but maybe just that passion rooted in a way and that zeal uh, being pressed, placed on something that is very important and, and to fight for what is right. That's a gift. I've seen a lot of folks just never go anywhere thinking they just don't have any gifts at all. But rather, they are full of gifts. They just never really let God behind the steering wheel. And, and uh, we got to be careful that, that we recognize that God pulls us out of this world, saves us, washes us up, cleanses us, fills us, and, and starts to desire to use us. But the battle is so often with good folks, folks that are sincere, folks that are real in God. But but we're so used to like what the brother was talking about tonight, just just uh, living by emotions, living by feelings. If we, for whatever reason, don't feel you know, it's, it could be a lot of things that pull us down. It could be it can be the weather. Or it can be the news. It can be people and, and a hard day. Uh, sometimes you just don't don't feel good at all, and, and you're just kind of down, and you don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not sure. Did something happen? No, I don't know. But you know what? You can have all that and more on you and still still live for God. I want to tell somebody tonight, just because you have feelings that are down and you don't feel like you're on the mountaintop. That doesn't mean God's not working. That doesn't mean you don't have victory. That doesn't mean God's not on the throne. That doesn't mean God's not shining through you. I like to feel good. Don't get me wrong. I'm all, you know, if, if there's a choice, let's, let's feel good. All right. But, uh, but if I'm not feeling good, that doesn't mean I have, I have to just be nasty. Doesn't mean I have to be unkind that doesn't mean i have to uh you know be short-tempered because i can i can still live for god make the right choices amen Amen. and and see god work amen praise god you know it's kind of our feelings our emotions are kind of like some of the things we talk about and and that uh are important part of life you know the bible talks about uh the power of life and death in, in our in our tongue and the words that we speak, and it refers to a fire. Right. How a fire can be something that, if it is channeled properly, if it's got boundaries and is it's it's pretty important stuff. Amen. But uh, but it can be very damaging, and and it can right. you got to you can't just let it have full control. Right. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about money and. Uh, uh, a lot of people have a, a 
very messed up idea about money. It's, hey, I want to tell you something. It's important. But it's a, it's a lousy uh, master. If you have it out of control in your life, either either you love it or or, or really, you know, it, the Bible talks about, you know, he said, don't don't give me poverty or riches. You know, let me be content with what I have. So but it, it don't let it rule you. But uh, it's a good servant. Amen. You can bless people. You can be a blessing. Amen. You can. But and so and God will bless you if he can. He will. I believe that I really do. Our emotions are kind of like that. Many other illustrations we can use. Our feelings are amazing. Thank God for our emotions. Anybody feel good tonight in the presence of the Lord? I know I do. Amen. I, I like when I can, you know, uh, I can feel the presence of God. But you know what? If I come into this church, let me tell you something. If I come into this church and, and sometimes uh, the feelings aren't there, that doesn't mean God's not around. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. Right. Say, so, well, maybe I feel like there's a battle going on. That doesn't mean anything's wrong. In fact, it might mean something's right. right. I don't want the devil to be happy with the way, direction I'm going. Amen. So, so I gotta, I, I got to control my feelings and say, okay, God, there's things that. Well, let me say it this way: sometimes I can't even control that. Sometimes I, I, I've got to control my will. My feelings are kind of like the weather. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. But that doesn't mean it has to ruin my day. Amen. I can still press on through. I can still just go ahead and do what I need to do. Live for God and and fight the devil. Sometimes I think the devil just thinks he can get you down. And and some things go wrong. And that means you're going to leave him alone. You know, that's when you got to step it up a little bit. You think just because I don't feel on fire doesn't mean I'm not going to beat you up today, devil. You're wrong. You know, because that's not what what it's all about. I still got the promises. And, and if the devil's whispering in your ear, you don't have anything. It's there. It's, it's the sword of the spirit. Oh, I don't feel that zeal. I don't feel that. You don't need to feel it. The devil's still got to flee when you resist him. Amen. Feelings are. Uh, you know, usually if something's gone wrong uh, or, or it's not just going as good as you want it to, you feel something before uh, for anything, you know, before you think it or before you do it. Emotions are, are, are quick. And if you're not careful, see, prayer, a prayerful life, amen, a prayerful life, a time in the presence of God, time around the Lord that understands that. There's times we got to say not what I want, but what you want be done can help give us victory in those times where where sometimes we feel something bad, something negative, pain, hurt in our hearts, uh, um, you know, sorrow or anger, all these things. Not one of them's wrong. You know, sometimes you need to be angry about some things that, you know, that's right. And but uh, again, we quote this pretty often because it tells us the bible says be angry and what sin not not. and and it tells you it even puts some more boundaries don't let the sun go down upon your wrath that tells me not just about anger but any of our of our emotions our feelings uh, what we might say our heart is telling us we still should use wisdom we still have to say hey wait a minute 
I'm angry about some things, but I don't want to fly off the handle and say something I regret. There's got to be some some self-control. How many know the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit? That is the character and the nature of Jesus that fills us, and those things are, are his will, not our will. And one of those is temperance. That just basically means self-control. So we're not bound by feelings that press us to maybe live like we used to live, but we can control that. Amen. I know sometimes we, we, we get this idea that uh, we, we have no control. Um, you know, I hear it all the time. You know, well, you can't control, you know, what you think about. Oh, the Bible tells you to. I'm not saying you can control everything that floats into your mind. I, I believe the spiritual battle, that's where the front lines are. Right. Amen. Right. You are going to have dumb thoughts. Right. You're going to have crazy things just enter into your mind. But you cast down, the Bible says, casting down imaginations. Yeah. Right. Sometimes just that quick, you know, uh, we were talking about that song. The name of the Lord is strong. Sometimes that quick, Jesus. Amen. And you, and you get your mind off of it. Don't right. dwell on it. Right. Don't, don't, don't keep thinking about it. Right. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes our feelings are a little tougher than that. You know, thoughts we can, we can sometimes cast down pretty quickly. Feelings, they, they, they can be a little trickier than that. Right. I don't think anybody disagree with me. Maybe somebody here, you say, I don't know. I could just change my feelings just like that. Man, talk to me later. Maybe you can give me some advice on that. <laughs> I don't know, but I will say this, that feeling that you have to, that might have in the past directed you away from the will of God, away from God's best, away from what is holy, away from what is healthy for your spiritual man, for your life. You don't have to follow that. I know there's, there's plenty well, if I'm angry, I've just got to, got to say something ridiculous or if I feel, no, you don't, no, you don't, you can't choose to let your emotions control you. Praise God. Sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, it's personal. Sometimes hurt. That's a tough one. But you have to be able to make a choice now. God, what's your will? What, what do you want? It's, it's not about me. It's about you. It's not about what I want. It's about what you want. Sometimes, sometimes in hurt, sometimes you have to say something and deal with that. I'm not saying it's never a time. But never in such a way that you jeopardize somebody's salvation. Because I'll tell you what, if you pray about it, that person that... Well, think about Jesus. They crucified him. He hurt bad. They're spitting on him. And he's praying, forgive them. That's uh, that's our sins, right? Because more than being able to go home. Well, he couldn't do that. So, so to speak, but and wipe some some spit off our face. Try to deal with some words, hurtful words that were dropped into our ears. Um. More than that, I don't care who it is. We don't want them to go to hell. I don't care who it is. Jesus died for them. So even if I have to deal with something, even if I have to talk to somebody and say, hey, 
uh, it, it's, it's never going to jeopardize the fact that I want him to be saved. Because that's what Jesus wants. And that's not what's my will. Not my will, but thine be done. Praise God. Hey, look at Philippians. Philippians 1. Paul is, he's in prison at this time. He's writing this from jail. Philippians 1 verse 21. He says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, Paul had so much faith that he was saying all these beatings, all this time in prison for my testimony. I'd just as rather go home and be with Jesus. But while I live, I'm going to live for him. Amen. A lot of folks say, oh, I'll die for him. Well, try living for him first. Oh, I won't deny him. Well, try talking about him once. Amen. Take the time that you have and be a witness for him. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. But listen to this. You can imagine Paul in his suffering in these uh, in, in the prison here. The suffering that he was going through was, and he, but he said, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I what not, or I, I'm not, I don't know for I am in a straight, I'm in a tight spot here between two. I have a desire to depart. You know, he's sitting in this prison cell saying, writing letters. He's saying, if I'm going to suffer this much, I might as well just go on and be with Jesus. We're not going to, we're not going to fault him for that, are we? But he listen to this. He's gone through so much that he said, sometimes I think it'd be better just to go on and be with him. I have a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So he's saying, I, I, I just as soon say, Lord, take me home. This is so hard. But what? can I do for the church? What can I do to build up people? What can I do to be a light and be a, a testimony for Jesus that he chooses that? He says, I'd rather be useful than get what I want. But, but you're suffering, but you're hurting, but it's, it's difficult. It, it's so sad to think of all the people that can honestly say, well, I, I, I walked away from God. I left church because of problems, because of trouble. Yep, and here's all the people that never had trouble right here. That's why we're here, obviously. Apparently, everything's been easy for y'all, and me too. And you know what? We just stick around, and the first sign of trouble, though, yeah, we'll probably be smart like, no, no, no. There's, there's always going to be struggles and problems. Amen. And I know you, you shouldn't have to deal with it. You're supposed to be Christians. What's that mean? That they don't make mistakes? That the church has never got anybody that might be just really messed up and we're trying to help them the best we can i mean there's going to be situations that are that are going to be around us and can i tell you it's it's never been good for anybody just try to shelter you from every bit of of pain and problems god doesn't do that to us he i mean i feel like he guides us in in a place where our maturity level can handle it but but it always works out for good in him Paul was going through some things and he said, my will would be just to, to, to get out of here and go home. But, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Right. 
don't know how Paul and Silas, the Bible talks about, in the midnight hour, just shouted praises unto God. The prisoners were hearing their little revival. Amen. I don't know that everything just felt real good after being beaten. But, you know, sometimes maybe even though you feel like you're beat down and you're hurting, you choose to go ahead and worship God. You say, oh, these guys, they, they just fell on top of the mountain no matter how bad the devil was fighting. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it took some of their choices to, to say, you know what, we could sit here and bawl and complain and be negative or we could start to worship God. What do you think? I don't think they had to think about it very long. I don't know. Complaining sounds like a good idea to me right now. You know, these chains are pretty tight. My back is hurting. Let's just, let's say some nasty things about that jailer. You know, that'd be fun. Ah, forget about that. We might, we want to see him saved. So let's, let's forget about our choice to be able to take our feelings and let's just exercise some faith. Amen. Faith is not what you got. It's a substance of things hoped for. So by faith, you start shouting and singing, and all of a sudden, God starts moving and shaking things. Amen. Sometimes choosing between what feels better and choosing what is better. You want to find the will of God, you're going to have to sometimes say no to your will and what I want and what I feel so strongly and be able to say, okay, God, your will be done. Galatians 5. A little bit back from Philippians. Galatians 5 talks a lot about this. This duality of a Christian. Don't let the devil tell you that something's wrong with you because you're tempted to follow your feelings and your flesh. You're tempted to follow. Temptation isn't sin, but you've got to make a choice. God's power, God's Holy Ghost is going to help you perform it. But you got to sometimes say no to your will, no to your feelings, no to your heart. The Bible says very clearly that the heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it, he says. We got to have victory over that. We got to have victory. Most people in this world that are that are lost, they're just doing the best they can with what they have, doing what they want, doing what they feel. You need rescued. You need God will take you higher than that. Amen. Galatians 5 verse 16. This I say then walk in the spirit. What's that mean? God fills us with his power. God fills him with us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we follow the Lord. We follow his will. We follow in his strength. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You stay close to Jesus. You, 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 you prayerfully follow him. Do his will. Desire his will. Doesn't mean you're not going to be tugged and tempted in your way, but you walk in the spirit. You make choices to do the will of God over your own will. Too many folks trying to convince God that his will is their will. That's, that's not going to work. Very often in all of us, you know, there's choices to be made. This is what I want. You better find out what God wants. This is what I feel. You better find out what God feels. And, uh, well, praise the Lord. Because look at this. This is talking to the church, the church in Galatia. And it's for us today. Walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Look at this. Verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Now, this is with the word lust in the King James Bible is not just talking about uh, uh, sexual 
pleasures. It's talking about what we want. It's talking about our will. So it, it basically in its, in its most basic form just means to want. The flesh or you want things that are contrary to the spirit. The spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things you would. There's a battle going on. Yeah. I, I, I wanted, I want this, but I got, if I'm going to follow the spirit, right. I'm going to have to say no to my will sometimes. Right. That, well, I tell you what, you got to be in love with Jesus. You got to have a revelation to know God. God wants better than what you even want for yourself. Yeah. This is where a lot of folks mess up because they think I know what's best for me. That's gotten you in trouble. God knows what's best for you. I can take care of myself. That's not worked for a lot of folks. You need God to take care of you. So that desire is taking us one way, but we got to be able to say, God, what's your will? What's your heart? What's best? You know, God wants what's best for you. We know Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil's pulling you down, trying to bring out the worst in you. And can I tell you about sin and everything of the devil? It will try to bring you down and bring out the worst in you. You got to look at some things that are pulling you down and pulling you away and say, hey, is God leading me there or is that my will? And you got to choose and say, God, not my will, but thine be done. And you're going to find God's not stealing. God's not killing. God's not destroying. God's given abundant life. I don't look back and say, oh, I'm missing out on so much because I'm living for God. I feel sorry for folks that don't know him. I, the, the life that God gives is a blessing. Amen. I, I feel like looking at my old life. I feel like me looking at that bird and that bird looking back at me. I think of how, how silly it is to look at Christians and say, oh, they're not allowed to do this and they can't do this. And these poor folks. No, 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 no. We're flying. We're flying. We're soaring above the clouds. God's given us a life. Amen. God's so good. Hallelujah. The problem is that we... We get proud. We get self-centered. I know I said I was going to talk about people, and I guess people were talking. Guess what? We're people, too, I guess, right? right. Talking about dealing with that person that's looking back at you at the, in the mirror. But, but when we're dealing with others, sometimes, you know, God's put us in church. God's got families and friendships and relationships. And God will put people around you that are going to build you up and bring you closer to God and help you and Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Amen. But uh, self-centeredness and pride, when we want what we want, what we feel and what we f- think is best, that, that's the biggest problem. Amen. Thank God for, for the will of God. Again, we say people, people that are around you, you know, love, Christian love. Read about it, 1 Corinthians 13. And, and all through the word of God, just look at Jesus and he, God is love. Amen. So you're going to see what love is. And, and love is, is uh, never selfish. It's not what I want at the cost of your soul or your integrity. Amen. It's always I, I want to help you get closer to God. I want to build you up and see God work through you and... Anything that calls itself love but pulls you down into darkness, pulls you back into your will, into flesh, 
That's that's not love. That's not biblical God's love. That's rooted in what I want and using people. Amen. But the kind of love that God says is that I want what's best for you. Certainly first is God's kingdom. First is being saved. First is it's not love isn't going to entice into sin. That that was you. You're you're hurting people. You're not helping people. That's not love. To to help somebody be lost. To help somebody be to sin. To help somebody be pulled down into things that aren't God's will. That's not love. That's you're using somebody to their own damage. But when you love somebody, it's it's how can I. Strengthen you, build up your faith, build up who you are. Amen. So often we've got to recognize that those feelings, we, we've got to be able to say, hey, wait a minute. What what is God's will? What's God's best? And, and start to make choices based on what's going to take me in his direction. And you'll see, you'll see when you start putting God first. Start putting God in his rightful place on the throne of your life. You're going to see blessings. You're going to see things happen. You're going to see miracles happen. Amen. You're going to see, praise God, his best in your life. When we first come to God, we repent of our sins. We recognize and acknowledge my will. And this is the thing. A lot of times we come to church and we come to to God and we come to an altar and we say, okay, God, here's all the nasty, rotten, horrible things that, that, that I was doing. God, take them out of my life. Wait a minute. You've got to remember something. You're not just a real good person who had some really bad habits. You needed a complete overhaul. That's right. e- even your righteousness, even your best wasn't good enough. It wasn't God's will. Some of your best intentions took you down the wrong path. But when you repent, you turn away from everything and you make a choice to follow God. You take, make a choice to live for God, and, and God's going to help you in that. But, you know, repentance is a choice. That means it's like Jesus in Gethsemane. Sometimes my will is, I don't know if I'm ready to give up some things. I don't know if I'm, I, I, I want to get, no, wait a second, God, not what I want, yep. not what I feel. Sometimes you'll feel that struggle, feel that pull. Turn to God. Make a decision not based on your feelings. Say, well, if I'm not ready and I still feel it, your feelings really aren't that powerful that they have to define you. You can make a choice and say, God, you're greater than my heart. You're greater than my feelings. And God, I turn my life over to you. Take it all. Even my best day, God, I want to do better in you. I want your best, not my best. Oh, uh, you know, I had some bad days, but I was a pretty good person. Yeah. You weren't what God made you to be. And God can take all that and give you something so much better than you ever thought. When you go through your life, from that point, cleansed from sin, old life buried in Jesus' name, God filling you with his power. Now, the devil's fighting you. The devil will try to, you know, he's... He likes to put thoughts in your mind and make it sound like you sometimes. You, you, you got to be careful. Some of the talk, you're, that internal dialogue we talk about sometimes, you got to be careful the devil's not talking to you, telling you. you got to stop and say, wait a minute, these things I'm thinking about, is that, is that what God would say to me? If it's not, not my will, right. but thine be done. Right. 
I'm starting to consider some things. Think about what would happen if I, if I didn't really get close to God. If I tried to just maybe kind of have, uh, have sin and have God at the same time. No, that's not what Jesus is telling you. Oh, but it's so hard. It's, let me t- remind you, it's impossible for your strength, but with God, all things are possible. It's impossible to say no to my feelings. It's impossible to say no to what I, I, I want. I got, no, it is with God. You, you just lay it all down to him and say, okay, God, if it's all, you know, just like Jesus, not my will, but thine be done. And you got to deal with that with when you're dealing with other people, when you're dealing with your friendships, when you're dealing with yourself and like we're saying, temptation or anger, frustrations, fears, and, and, and that, that hits you feels. And, and we say that's, that's. So real, it's, it's what I'm dealing with right now. God's greater than that. God's greater than that. You can be afraid and still, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. You recognize, hey, wait a minute. God's with me. But I feel like that uh, I, I, I got to look back. I feel like I got to have this in my life. I feel like, is God, is God leading you there? Is that really what God is telling you? I think sometimes folks can be in church for a long, long time and forget. Not my will, but thine be done. Forget. We've got to stop no matter how strong we feel and say, is this really what God wants? Is this really God, how God wants me to respond to what I'm dealing with? Because like I said, I can't, I can't control a lot of things that enter into my life. The battle. I can't. The devil does not get on your calendar. The devil does not say, all right, you're free Tuesday. I'd like to fight with you. You know, he'll, he'll come at the most inconvenient times. Trouble comes. You know, we have trouble. It's not necessarily a big deal, but trouble comes at all this inconvenient times as well. Amen. But you got to just continue on in God. You got to just make up your mind. I'm, I'm going to keep living for God. I'm going to keep, I'm going to do it right. No matter what is we're dealing with. Wisdom, the walking with God, doing right, doing his will, however you want to say it, is, is the only choice you can make. You got to stop falling away and doing what, what you're, you want and say, God, what do you want? God, what do you want me? Sometimes, do you ever get to a place where, you know, you know you were right, you were right, you were totally right, and God's saying, I just want you to make it right anyhow. I want you to reconcile. I want you to, to build. I want you to take care of this. I want, I don't want... God just has a way of making us humble, (laughs) bringing us into a place of just helping us let his will be done. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's got to be his will, not ours. It's got to be his will, and it'll always work out for good. Can we bow our heads, please? There's power in living for God, power over the power of our feelings temptation, bad days. I know today there's, there's not a lot of proper discipline in homes, I know. Children feel like throwing a fit. Now they just go ahead. Don't you squash their character by making them behave themselves. They're having a bad day. They have a tantrum. They're disrespectful to somebody in the store or to mom or dad. And, you know, uh, 
just uh, let him go. But so much we're seeing today is people that have just never realized, you know, you don't have to just pull everybody else down with you. You can get a hold of yourself and do right anyhow. You can pray. You can get God to work in your life. And you can say good things even if you're having a bad day. I know folks say, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. That doesn't. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Being kind, being decent, being right, no matter how you feel. That's just being Christian. Because you're not defined by your feelings. You're defined by the Spirit of God in you. You've got to rise above your emotions and be wise. If we live by our feelings, we will be so unstable. If we live by our feelings, we will never, never really be able to be reliable in God's kingdom. Because the Bible talks about one that has no rule over his spirit. It's like a city broken down without walls. The devil could just walk in there anytime he wants. But there's a defense for folks that walk in the spirit, not according to their present mood. You got to realize that when you're dealing some things I didn't get to tonight, just in the home that maybe we'll talk about next week when we got to deal with things, differences of opinion and feelings that can rise up because maybe one wants something a certain way and and you don't like it that way. How do we work together and go above our own feelings and still have a Christian home? Maybe that'll be next week, Lord willing. But right now, let's just talk to the Lord. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Let God fill you. Let God lead you in that Spirit. Walk close to God and you'll find yourself prayerfully learning and growing that good days, bad days, feeling strong, feeling weak. That's just that's just feelings. We, we're going to get through that, but we still have power and victory in Jesus. Let's find a place to pray. Oh, hallelujah. I will lift up Thank my you, Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. God, I want your strength. God, I need your strength. Lord. 